Welcome to Living with MS, Truth Be Told. I'm your host, Marie Heron. Truth Be Told is a podcast for people living with MS. It can be heard on iTunes, Google Tunes, or you can access it at our website at www.truthbetold.ca. This morning, we have on the line a mom and a daughter who both are living with MS, and we're so happy to have them here because we want to hear their truth and what's happening. So good morning, Amber. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Okay. And your mom, Yvette. Hi, Yvette. Hey. <laughs> okay. Listen, thanks to both of you uh, for agreeing to be interviewed on Living With MS Truth Be Told, because I've never interviewed um, a mother and daughter that both have MS. So this is actually a first. So firstly, Yvette, I want to start with you. How long have you been living with MS and how old were you when you were diagnosed? Um, I've been living with MS since March of 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, you said how old was I? Yeah, could you mind if I ask you that? Um, wait a minute, I'm trying to calculate it. <laughs> <laughs> MS fog. I was 38. Okay, so you were, so you were, you were later on then? Yeah. Okay, and, and did you have, like, do you, looking back, um, do you see, did you see any telltale signs? Well, looking back, I remember when Amber was in middle school, I would um, walk to her, walk to her school and I would always be tripping. Mm-hmm. The next thing I know, I would be on the ground. So yeah. that's the only thing. I, I thought I was just clumsy. Well, that, in MS world, that's what we call um, defying gravity. Right. <laughs> we're, we're testing gravity. <laughs> <laughs> Randomly. Okay. Um, so so you got diagnosed in 2012. You were fairly later on. Because, um, you know, the, the usual diagnosis years are uh, something like 19 uh, to 25. Um, so let me ask you this. Did you see signs in Amber that you knew she was had MS before she was diagnosed? Well, um, she was away at college. And mm-hmm. um, her feet. She kept saying her feet was numb. So okay. I know we have diabetes in our family. Mm-hmm. And um, I told her, you need to get that checked out. Right. And so the numbness, like, crept up more. Mm-hmm. And I told her to get a, um, go to the hospital and tell them what's going on. And the ER doctor was so ignorant. He was just like, um, like, just because your mom has MS doesn't mean you have to have it. Like, and he wouldn't do any testing. So... It could have probably been prevented a lot earlier if he hadn't. Yeah, and job. that was something, that, and I know that, you know, you and I joked about this um, on Twitter and on Facebook, and I, because my, I was ask, wanted to ask you, do you feel that because you're African-American and MS is known as a white person's disease, that you guys were treated, that it was harder to diagnose you? Not with me. I was, I was diagnosed, like, Fairly, as soon as I got my symptoms, okay, um, I was diagnosed. But with her, but um, with her, they didn't. Well, after she followed up with like a neurologist and they did testing, mm-hmm. they found out she had it too. So she she knew fairly quick. Okay, quickly. okay. And Amber, let me ask you this: knowing what your mom had gone through, how was your? How did you feel when you were first diagnosed? Well, I didn't take it too well. I thought, like, my life was over. I was super depressed. Mm-hmm. 
I just, because even though I knew my mom had it, but still, it was just scary because she had to take all this medicine and then the medicine, mm-hmm. and she had to take needles because she did, that's the form of treatment she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I just, it was just something new and it says incurable. And it's like when I told people I had a mess, they just all looked at me like, oh, you're going to be in the wheelchair. And so I didn't. Okay. And how old were you, honey? I was 20. Okay. Because you know I was 24 when I was diagnosed. And and that's why I started the podcast, because I didn't want people to feel the way you felt. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, my God, I'm going to be in a wheelchair, blah, 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 blah. Um, And um, and, and, and so are are you taking any kind of medication or are you doing anything else? I'm doing the infusion or crevice. Right. Okay. All right. Um, and so how are you feeling now? Oh, I feel wonderful. Good, good. And you graduated? Yeah. Recently. I got my associate's degree. Sorry, your which? My associate's degree. Oh, that's amazing. Amber, congratulations on that. That's really good. Um, so you're young. You've got this MS diagnosis. You're taking your meds. Are you also exercising and watching your diet? Um, well, I'm a vegetarian. Oh, I'm impressed. And, um, <laughs> okay. All right. I need to start working out. Like, mm-hmm. I want to do yoga. Like, I have a lot of things I want to do. It's just, I'm lazy. I hate to admit it, but. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, like, the benefits it would have for MS if I, like, worked out more. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, I'll be honest with you, um, and this isn't just for people with MS, this is for everybody. Exercising is the hardest habit uh, to to start and the easiest habit to break. (laughs) So anyway, um, so what, if anything, um, was the difference in the the way the two of you were diagnosed? Your mom, um, although looking back, she she saw that she had symptoms for a while, but you had a hard time. They they had a hard time diagnosing you. Any idea why? I don't know. I guess because I was young. And they were just, because I didn't go to the hospital until after a month. My feet were numb for a month. Mm -hmm. It took me a while. I was just like, I didn't know what was going on. I just assumed, like, I was stressed out at college. So I was just like, maybe this is what happened. But when I went to the ER, like my mom said, they didn't, they basically, like, turned me away and said, you could go to see a neurologist, like, then I finally saw one, and like I had to see like a couple of neurologists before I actually got the diagnosis. Right. And they told her over the phone. They told her yeah. over the phone. Yeah. Okay. I had a female doctor. She. And and and, and okay and and so like going back okay because this is important information. Um, going back, Amber, when. When you were diagnosed, what would what would you have said uh, if things had been done differently, and what what would it look like for you if it was if it was done in a, a much more um, compassionate way? I don't think I would have been to really depressed. Mm-hmm. I would have. I mean, I would have been a little upset and sad because it's uncurable. But I'm like, my mom's still here. Yeah. I just wish, like, the doctor didn't leave the voice note on my phone. And when I went to the office to see her to pick a medicine, she just threw all this medicine at me and said one person died on one of them. So (gasps) I was just like... Oh, goodness. Yeah, I was like, that's the one I was going to try to take, so... 
Okay. Yeah. Maybe if I had a different doctor. (laughs) Yeah, I had to fire one of my neurologists as well. Um, but you know, if you listen to some of the podcasts, uh, that we have, you'll hear some stories about people where, you know, the prognosis has been grim and they've just turned it around. Right. And, uh, you know, doctors, God love them. Um, you know, they do their best, but they aren't always a hundred percent. Right. So remember that, you know, it's your MS, you manage it. It doesn't manage you. Um, now, Yvette, you're very active in the community that you're involved with. Now, again, I'm going to ask you this, um, you're African American. Do you feel there's a difference um, or lack of inclusivity with the African American community? With the MS? Yeah. Yes, I think. Um, wow, I wouldn't just limit to that community, but I think it's a limit with MS. Like a bunch of stars, like Selma Blair has been diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's getting us more awareness. But a lot of people didn't know what multiple sclerosis was. And um, that's why I try to share my story, because people could be going through this stuff and um, they don't have anybody to turn to. And you get, like, depressed, suicidal, all types of stuff behind this. Yeah, and and that's my concern, because... And I think I've told you this before, as a community worker, which I was, um, you know, I'm always so in tune with things that are, um, ex- you know, when there's an, a lack of inclusivity in things. And I look at websites and I look at posters and I don't see a lot of representation um, from people of color. And that concerns me because especially when I find out that in the U.S. they miscalculated the number of people living with MS by 50 percent. And I'm wondering if a lot of that was because, um, you know, people of color weren't included. You know, I never thought of it like that, but I did know that um, one year for the MS walk, we were supposed to get interviewed, and we never got interviewed, so... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like I said, no, no, really, seriously, like, please understand that, you know, as a community worker, I'm very sensitive when I look through the lens of, of that, like as a community worker, when you look through the lens of exclusivity and inclusivity, and it jumps out at me. And so that's why I'm bringing that up. Because, like I said, my background, that's what I see. And it worries me because I wonder if that's why 50% of the people in the U.S. weren't calculated. And I think that in terms of research is really, you know, really scary. Um, have you brought this? Well, I guess you, you wouldn't have brought it to an equity group or race relations group because I guess you, you haven't really thought about it this way. No, you had me thinking though. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I know I'm a, I'm a poop disturber. <laughs> My dad used to say that. He used to say, you don't stir the, the poop with a spoon, you use a food processor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, and you know it was so funny because when I was writing these questions, I thought, "Oh, I better, I better, I better fess up." Truth be told, and let him know I'm not a person of color, and that's why I said, "Well, I'm, I'm not even white; I'm pale blue." <laughs> <laughs> okay, but so you know I have my Italian in me. So. That's right, and you said, "Well, that's okay." Yeah, and I said, well, "At least I know I get something good to eat." Anyway, Amber, you've graduated. What's in? What's next for you? Well, I'm trying to get a paraeducator job in the school system, mm-hmm. and I plan on completing my bachelor's in early childhood education. Oh, great. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think, Yvette? Are you proud of her? 
Yes, I'm very proud of her that she was able to complete her degree and still yeah. move on with her life despite all the challenges. She's no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed, Amber. Like really seriously, you're, you're an extraordinary young girl. That's really good. Um, okay, so for the both of you. Um, let's say that new people with MS are listening in this morning. What would you What would you want them to hear? And I'm going to start with you, Yvette. Okay, so if somebody's just been diagnosed or listening in, what would you want them to hear? Um, when you, I would think that I would want to tell them not to be in denial. Listen to your body, because sometimes you think a lot of stuff is going in your head. Like this can't be happening right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, listen to your body. Try to exercise more. Try to, you don't have to like be a vegetarian or just find what works for you. You know, cook yeah. the vegetables and fruit because you'll feel a lot better. And try to keep negative people away from you, negative energy, because if you're in a more positive environment, your health will soar better. Like you'll do much better for yourself. Yeah, so you have to weed out your social garden, right? <laughs> <laughs> of anybody that's toxic. <laughs> Amber, what advice would you give to somebody who's newly diagnosed? I would tell them it's not a death sentence and that you need like a strong support system to help you through everything, no matter what route you go with your medication. Mm-hmm. But I would suggest an infusion because they are wonderful. <laughs> and just Try to stay positive and don't stress out because stress causes most like flare ups. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And 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 for such a young person who's had it for like such a short period of time, for you to identify that is just amazing. Um, and I, I think that's that's so important because when and and the reason why I asked you the question about the protocol of diagnosis is because I worry that people do get stressed out and then they have attack, 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 right? <laughs> because of the, of the um, diagnosis. So that's why I was asking, how could it be handled more compassionately? Also, doctors will try to disable you too. Certain doctors, mm-hmm. like um, me going, I'm going back to, I, I can't even tell. I'm working as a substitute teacher. Mm-hmm. So my primary care doctor is basically always like, you can't hike, you can't do this, you can't do that. I'm like, why can't I? Because he doesn't even know about MS, really. He doesn't. He just know what he reads. Right. So I right. tell him, I'm an individual. You cannot base me on a certain diagnosis. I'm, uh, you know, I do worse for me. Okay. Yeah. So that 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 goes right back to what I always say, right? Um, and remember, I've been living with this for 35 years, and I always say it's your MS. You manage it. It doesn't manage you. Um, and so whatever works best for you, um, you know, is 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 what works best for you. I want to thank the two of you so much for this. It's been a really great conversation. Um, Amber, I'm going to be calling your mother back at some point in the next couple of months because I want to catch up and see how you're doing. Um, Yvette, keep sending me those emails about that great food and you'll see me on your door in a couple of weeks. <laughs> have a great have a great evening. You take care. You too. Thank you so much. Hi, thanks for listening in. It's Marie Heron. If you have any questions, comments, let me know at marie at truthbetold.ca.